Well, one of my favorite days of the year, the year not just because I have five children. I was, are we still here? Can you guys come up for just a minute? My kitchen kids, I know, they love this. Oftentimes, as people join the family, you see kids running around, and people ask now, which ones are yours, right? Which ones are yours? So, yeah, let's go. Let's get an order. This will help. There we go. I'm going to scoot this way. Oh, Ty, you're a trooper. I know, bud. It's painful, isn't it? It's painful. I'm going to stand up here so you don't notice that uh, he's passed me up already. So this is Madison. She's our first. Emerson, Ty, Brianna, and Nora. These are what we call the Kitchen Five and who made me a mom today. Well, not today, but I love you guys. Thank you. I'll just squeeze you. I love you. Well, okay. Part of the reason I love today is that I love giving things away. So I've decided just a few years ago that we would start Mother's Day by giving away some things that I just like. Now, as I said, I'm not Oprah. There's no red Jeep (laughs) out on the parking lot. Sorry. Sorry, that's not happening. But many of you um, signed a paper. Do I have those? Are those... It's okay. (laughs) Let's see. Hey, it's okay. We can do this really quickly, right? All right. Whether you're a mom or not, if you're 18 years or older, raise your hand. We got this. Oh, you just didn't know what to do with them. Write your name on that, will you? Hey, no worries. No worries. I feel like I'm at home. What? No lunch? We'll figure it out. Who needs to eat every day anyway, right? We got this. No worries. No boys. I know you're going to try to sneak your name in. Not okay. I'll figure it out. See, this is what you just call family, right? It's just family. More coming. You guys rock. We're good. Thank you, sir. Thanks for making that happen. Can we give them a hand? How quick was that? All right. So, where do I want to start? Okay, I'll start here. So, this is kind of funny. So we uh, lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco, for quite a while, and so we would go to what's called Ghirardelli Square. If you've ever had a Ghirardelli chocolate, you know that it's really easy to go in and spend hours on samples. (laughs) And so I love dark chocolate, but I also love caramel. And they didn't have dark chocolate caramel, so I had to get two. (laughs) Right? It works. It's worked. So let's start here. Here we go. Anybody like chocolate in the room? Hey, me too. Here we go. Oh, yes. How lovely that Miss Linda Fogarty from the Bay Area also. Right? What are the chances? I'll let you pick. Which one? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll just keep it if you're going to let him pick. Oh, I know. I get it. Happy Mother's Day. Yay! 
I know. It's crazy. Just crazy. All right. Milk chocolate caramel. You can start praying now. Go ahead. Intercede. Intercede. <laughs> Miss Edith Kellerman. Good morning. All right. I, I can't start. Edith has been uh, the teacher to, like, the teacher teacher to a couple of my first graders and many in this room, a beautiful human being, and I'm thankful. She has been a mother to, I'm going to say thousands, I don't know, I might be (laughs) a little out of the ballpark there, but the ripple effect will go to thousands. We love you, lady. (laughs) Charlie can have one, but only one. Only one. I combine this one. I love coffee and I love funny socks. So, coffee socks, here we go. Coffee socks. Miss Jackie White, you need some coffee socks, don't you, lady? Miss Jackie needs some coffee socks. <laughs> this is what you'll always want for Mother's Day. For, for an always, she's wanting coffee socks. I knew that. Coffee socks. Oh, thanks. Jeanette thinks I'm going to wear out from walking. Here we go. I'm going to save that one. Okay, this is so great. So, how many of you know that a good writing pen, there is just nothing that compares, right? So, it said all of those things that were so important to me on on the package... Smooth writing, quick drying, no smear. Is there anything better? And if you're a mom, you know that you can't just have one because the child will steal it. So here's two. Here we go. Right? It's true. It's just truth. It's all good. It's our reality, and we love it. Miss Lisa Garrett. Hey, that's timely, I think. Oh, I didn't tell, I didn't do what I'm doing first. Okay, we'll go here. So this is, um, I thought of you, Lisa, when I picked this up, not because I thought you needed it, but because there's no way I could stay up with all of the new things if I didn't have two older daughters, and so I'm sorry. You rock it because she has five boys. I'm like, how does she know? But she does a really great job. So I would not have known about this, again, had I not had a Madison and an Emerson. Some of you see it and you know what it is dry shampoo, right? So this family stuff too. Some of you have never heard of it. You know, it's that morning. You don't have time, right? You don't have time. And so you just spray a little bit, shake it all around, bam, you can get another day in, right? (laughs) I'm telling you, this stuff is gold, gold. And I didn't just get you the travel size. That's like this big. I got you the big one. Here we go. Dry shampoo. It's amazing. It was wonderful because there was a lady in line in front of me at uh, Walmart the other day, and she's like, do you know how to use this? It was on sale. Heard of it, though. I'm like, I do know how to use that, only because of my girls. Miss Brenda McSpadden. She's going to be sharing it all over the place. She's going to tell all her friends. All the ladies at the salon are going to start losing money because the ladies are going to have to go as often. I'm just kidding. 
All right. I love candles. Anybody love candles? And I love that the sun has begun to shine again. And I love citrus. So this is a combination of all those things. Here we go. Orange, grapefruit, lemon, lime. I love it all. Miss Karen Kitchen. Who are you? Extra special. Hey, I love that lady. In case you didn't know, she gave birth to my husband. I'm a little partial to her. Right? Okay. This is pretty amazing. Again, this was Emerson that uh, told me about this. And this is probably not the, the kind that she uses. She gets all the YouTube videos, finds out what's in, and that's the kind. Anyway, so I saw this, and I stole some of hers one day. I'll just confess. I didn't ask. Um, but this is a new soothing facial mist. And I liken it to this. I thought about this yesterday. You know how you like the zoo is the hottest place on earth, right? The St. Louis Zoo itself is the hottest place on earth, right? In the middle of July, you go, and then you run into one of those mists, and you feel like you can go on some more, right? And this is that thing. This is like when you just need a pick-me-up. You take this, and you go, right in your face. And it is like, ah, the angels sing, a cool breeze blows. It is amazing. Facial mist, here we go. I didn't buy my own. I still use hers. Shh, don't tell her. She, get, she moves on with things, and so she leaves them around, and I'm like, oh, I could use that. <laughs> Miss Jeanette Barbie, have yourself some mist. I've got to hurry. I'm having too much fun. All right, okay, yeah, I think this was my favorite. This might take a few minutes because I do need to pull mom's uh, name out today. Um, <laughs> I love this. I love the color. It's pretty amazing. And it says this, in quotes, I saw that, said every mom ever. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. You took my gum. I saw that. That is my pen. I saw that. You hit your sister. I saw that. Saw it again. <laughs> Miss Carrie Dalton. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, yeah, I'm giving this away. I'll go buy another one. I, I won't tell you the story. Okay, so I wish I don't, but I wish I had time to just read you the whole story. If never read it, um, by Max Lucado, you are special. Okay, if you don't win it today, go to Amazon, add it to your library. Here we go. Drum roll. I think I need a drum roll right now. Miss Michelle Holman. And we get this one. You are special. Happy Mother's Day. All right, here we go. I wish I had that red Jeep. That'd be a whole lot of fun someday. Someday. Thank you. Can I have that water down there? All right. Did I say that yet? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. I, can I say it here and there periodically? I love this. So I know that not all of us are moms yet. That's okay. Around here, we don't just celebrate moms on Mom's Day. We celebrate every daughter of God in the room. 
every daughter of God in the room, because, because, because. But I thought about moms, and um, you guys are going to relate, because when you become a mom, miracles begin to happen in more ways than one. But this is one of the miracles that takes place. When you become a mom, and you put the ice in the glass, and you pour the water, something happens, and it becomes miracle water. And there's not a glass of water on the planet that tastes like your glass of ice water. Am I telling the truth? And so you might take that first sip, but I'm sorry, chances are, uh uh-huh, Carly knows, kids are going to find out how amazing your ice water is, and most likely you're never going to drink a whole glass of ice water ever, ever again, right? Because nobody's water tastes like mom's water. Am I telling you the truth this morning? I'm thirsty. <laughs> nobody's mom, t- nobody's mom, nobody's water tastes like mom's water. And when you become a mom, that last bite of cheesecake, you hear what I'm saying? You maneuvered around the whole piece to save this one because it had the most chocolate chips, right? Embedded in it. There is no piece of cheesecake. No last bite that compares to that. But I'm sorry to tell you that most likely you will never taste that last bite of cheesecake that you saved, right? Because some child's going to come along and they're going to notice, ooh, that's good, mom. You are beautiful, mom. Oh, I miss the cheesecake. It was a nice thought. It was a nice thought, right? Someday. So I came across this... um, I called it a meme, but there's no picture, so I don't think it really is. It was a post. Let's call it a post. Can we bring this post up? I've seen this uh, over the last few weeks, and I giggle every time. I'm like, yeah, it's accurate. My kids will walk right past their father, sitting on the couch, and come, I like to add this, pick the lock or bang the door down, right, and come and bang on the shower door for me to open a fruit snack. Anybody relate? Right? It's just true. It's the miracle of motherhood. Nobody can open that package of fruit snacks like your mom. No one. No one. And you know the reality is, that's what makes it awesome to be a mom, right? That's what makes it awesome to have this title. Because I could continue to add time after time moment after moment, that nobody, nobody does it like mom. And that's what makes us all smile today. Is that true? Is it true? But I had to ask myself this question. In relation to our relationship with Jesus, why are we not that same way with him? When I think about what Jesus has done, when I think about the price that he paid, right? He gave it all so that I could have access to everything that he is right here and right now. And too often I stop at the couch. Too often I stop at your advice and your opinion. Too often I stop at my own battle in my mind, right? I can figure this out. I can work this out. Instead of knocking down the door to get to Jesus. Because he's the one that's going to open the answers like nobody else. And so today we're going to talk about that. It is only Jesus, nobody else. 
will do. And so many times and so many places in our lives, we stop at the couch. We stop at a book. We stop at man's opinion. And Jesus is saying, I'll open your fruit snacks. I will give you the answers that you need. Just keep coming. Don't be sidetracked. And I think in my own mind, there's often times that I face uh, situations as moms, as dads, we know there are decisions that we have to make, right? And I think in my mind, just like that, what would Jesus think about this? What would he say? And I take off. I take off to talk to Jesus about it, and I get sidetracked. I get sidetracked by those thoughts. I get sidetracked by the book that was written about this topic. I get sidetracked about what you say. Oh, I've walked through this. This is how you do it. And too often, I take off for Jesus and I get lost. I find myself lost. Lost in my thoughts. Lost in the battle that is my mind. Lost in the lies of the enemy. When Jesus says, just bring him to me. I'll, I'll open them like nobody else. I will open the answers. Just keep running. Just keep running to me. This makes me think of Luke chapter 8, verse 40. It brings us to Galilee. Jesus spent a lot of time there. I'm going to say only Jesus. You say nobody else, okay? You're going to help me today? I've been working hard already. Only Jesus. Nobody else. Nobody else. else. Too often we settle for earthly things. Am I the only one? Too often we settle for earthly things and we bypass the bread of life for crumbs. For crumbs that last for a moment When he said, I have that eternal life, I have that eternal hope, I have the abundance that you are looking for, that you are longing for, I encourage you today, I dare you today to keep taking off for Jesus. Keep taking off and don't be distracted. We'll fail. I get it. I'm with you. But don't quit. Luke chapter 8 verse 40 brings us to the story where Jesus comes back. He had just... Um, He had just healed a man. He had cast out some demons, um, sent them into pigs. They take off over the cliff. That's for another Mother's Day, right? (laughs) That's for another Mother's Day. So this is what he's coming from, okay? And so he arrives back to Galilee, of course, met by a crowd of people. Met by a crowd of people who were looking for answers. They were looking for answers. And so the Bible tells us, if you go to the Amplified Version, that, that the crowds were so intense that they were uh, literally crushing him, that you would see so close that there was no way to even maneuver through the things that he was hoping for. But there was this man, he was a synagogue official, and he had a 12-year-old daughter. Basically, he knew as a dad that she was going to die unless she was healed. Only Jesus Nobody else. He knew that it was Jesus. He knew that day that he had to get to Jesus, and that's exactly what he did. He said, sir, I need you to come and heal my daughter. She's 12 years old. She's dying. You are the one. 
You're the one that needs to come heal her. And just like normal Jesus style, he was in. He was ready to go to that next need that was there. The Bible tells us that the crowds were so intense that he could barely move. And this is what I love about this story. This opened a door. It opened the door for a lady who had been battling an affliction for 12 years. The same amount of time that that young girl had had life. This lady was battling this affliction where she was bleeding. And there was not a doctor anywhere that can change it. The Bible tells us that she was out of money and she was out of doctors. There was no other hope. Only Jesus. Nobody else. Nobody else. And so the Bible tells us that she began to push through the crowd. She took off for Jesus. She took off because she knew, she knew that if she could just touch him, if she could just get to him, that it was Jesus and nobody else that was going to heal her that day. So the Bible tells us that she pushes through the crowd. She pushes through the crowd and she was only able to get to his outer garment. And she was only able to get to the hem of his outer garment. And because that's what she was able to do, that's what she did. She touched it. She touched his outer garment. And the Bible tells us that before Jesus could even speak a word, she was healed. And this is what I love. She knew she was healed. She knew that she was healed. And I love this about Jesus. He wanted to know who he had just healed. In that chaos, in the crazy, in that moment where he felt like he could be crushed, the Bible tells us that he shouts, who touched me? And then come the disciples that I relate to so well. Come on, Jesus. Did you not notice there's a few people here today? Did you not notice that there is no way we would know who touched you? So he said it again, who touched me. He said, I felt the healing go out of my body. And that woman was brave enough to say, it was me. I've been battling this for 12 years and only Jesus, nobody else healed me today. Nobody else healed me today. This is what I believe. Some of us bypass our healing because somebody else is in the midst of their miracle. Some of us say, it is not my day because we see somebody else having a day. Jesus was headed to do his next miracle, but it did not stop her from pushing through to get hers. I'm telling you, it's Jesus and nobody else that is your healer today. It is Jesus. You can give him a hand. He's worthy of it today. You never have to wonder. It's time to stop counting out your miracle Because you stand in the middle of someone else's. It is time to stop stop stopping at the couch and keep going to get to Jesus. He's your answer today. He's your answer today. This is what I love about the story. First of all, she and Jesus have this encounter. He tells her, lady, it was your faith. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's your faith today that made you whole. And oftentimes we stop because we can only get to the outer garment. Sometimes we stop 
because our need is too great in our own minds. Sometimes we stop because our faith, or we believe the battle in our mind tells us that our faith is too small, or our need is too insignificant. But Jesus tells you today, it's your faith that will make you whole. It is your faith. I love it when pastor says, if all you can pray today is help, that is enough. Jesus is here. He knows. He understands. And he's ready. Only Jesus. Nobody else. I love this because Jesus didn't stop here. He didn't just heal this woman and say, ah, I'm tired. So the officials, friends of the official of the synagogue, whatever titles they were, came to a disciple and they said, hey, just... Just tell your teacher there's no reason to go in to this man's house and, and heal his daughter. She's already dead. She's already dead. And I don't know about, about you, but my human nature says, man, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. But it's Jesus, nobody else, that stops for the one and then turns it into a greater miracle for the other, right? This is Jesus. He was not scared that that little girl was going to die. He was not afraid that he was going to be too late for his next appointment. He said, not a problem. Let's go. Not a problem. This is the other thing. He had to get people out of the house to heal this little girl. Faith was low. It's over. She's dead. He said, I need you out, please. Just give me a moment, right? And the Bible says, he said, don't worry. She's just sleeping. Today, she is going to be made whole. He was on his way to heal a little girl of 12 years old. But 12 years old was too long for this woman to have dealt with her affliction. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Nobody else. Nobody else. He finished the story. He finished the story. And some of us are afraid that our story is going to stay here, just like it is. That nothing's going to change. But I dare you on this Mother's Day to say that it's only Jesus, nobody else that's going to change this. There's nobody else that's going to make this okay. I appreciate your opinion. Thank you for your advice. Wow, that was good. But it's only Jesus, nobody else that's going to heal me today. It's him. It's him. My thoughts go to John chapter 8 and a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Happy Mother's Day. Sorry, it was not mine. It was his. She was caught in the act of adultery. It wasn't hearsay. She wasn't maybe this happened. No, she was caught in the act. And so the scribes and the Pharisees, they brought her to Jesus. He was teaching in the synagogue. The Bible is very clear that they brought her to the center court. They were going to make a statement. They were going to make a statement. They knew what they were going to do with her. They were going by the law and what the law said, and I would dare to say what they were happy to accomplish. She should have died that day. She should have died that day according to the law. So they brought her here not because they thought or saw Jesus as the authority in the matter. They brought her here to test Jesus. This was a test. 
What is he going to say about what the law has already said? What is he going to do? What is he going to do with this woman who committed adultery? This was a test. It was a test, and they wanted to use her death to secure Jesus. That was the goal. They were waiting for him to make one statement that they could throw at him to take him. And so this wasn't about them believing that Jesus was the Son of God. This was not about them thinking that he had the final authority or the final say. This was about finding grounds to arrest him. This is the part of the story where I'm just that curious person, and I've got to wonder. The Bible tells us that they gave him all the details. The facts were laid out. And the Bible tells us that basically Jesus wasn't even looking at them, that he was riding on the ground. The Bible tells us that he did this twice, and man, I want to know what he was riding. I know often people say it doesn't matter. Oh, I think it did. But I have found that my God likes surprises. <laughs> he likes surprises. And we all have our thoughts and we all have our opinions. But what he was doing was a game changer that day. It was a fruit snack moment because he held the answers. He held the answers to what should have been a death sentence for this lady that day. The Bible tells us that they came to him, gave him the charges that he wrote on the ground. And what he said that day trumped anything that anyone had yelled at her, any name they had called her, any sentence they had given her. Because it's Jesus and nobody else that can take a death sentence and turn it into life. There is nobody else that can take a situation that should end in death and bring new life to the situation. It's Jesus and nobody else. If you get nothing else today, it's Jesus. The Bible tells us that whatever he wrote changed everything. And what he said made the men with the greatest titles walk away. All right. Okay. If there's a man that stands center court right here and right now, if you have never sinned, here you go. You throw the first stone at her. You're the one. You get the opportunity to seal this law and kill her today. I give it to you. The Bible tells us one by one, from oldest to youngest, that they begin to walk away. And what should have ended in her death that day began new life. As Jesus said, does anyone bring accusation against you? Does anyone cast the first stone? Is there anyone that still stands here to accuse you? She said, no, Jesus. No one stands here. She said, you're healed today. You are whole today. You are new today. The Bible says, from this day forward, go and stop sinning. 
you have been made whole. I say it again, only Jesus, nobody else, oh, you're good, can take a death sentence and create life. Jesus created life that day. From the beginning till the end, Jesus will still be creating life. He is the life giver. I don't care how dead you feel today. I don't care what you have done. I don't care how much you have stopped at the couch of your past and stopped going to Jesus. Today is the day. Keep walking. Keep walking because he's waiting. Keep walking because he is opening the answers that you have come searching for today. Only Jesus. Nobody else. There's nobody else else. I love this. John chapter 8, verse 12. Still same story. I want to read it to you. John chapter 8. That's chapter 7. I went too far. John chapter 8, verse 12 says this. When Jesus, right after this, he didn't stop. He worked a lot. Moms, do you kind of know how Jesus felt? He didn't stop much. He just worked a lot. Verse 12 said this. When Jesus spoke again to the people after the encounter, after he made all things new for this lady, he just reminded them of this. Do you ever need a reminder? I needed this reminder this morning. Jesus, like, happy, happy Mother's Day, Joy. Here you go. Said this. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Dare I say your dark days are over this morning? Dare I say you never walk in darkness? When you choose to run after the light of the world. I love this. Not this Bible. Another version. You know how they put the little titles above. It said, the adulterous woman encounters the light of the world. (laughs) How amazing is that? How amazing is that? That we can look and page after page after page. Jesus tells us. He shows us who he is. And he says, I am he that you read about. Nothing has changed. You can read story after story after story, but until you apply your whole life, your own life, it means nothing. Jesus says, give yourself a title. Somebody has titled you, but guess what? Today you encounter the light of the world, the light of the world. And when you walk with me, you will never walk in darkness again. You'll never walk in darkness again. You see, the last time I checked, we serve a God that in Sarah's old age made her a mama. She even laughed at him. And guess what? It's okay. You ever just feel really full of doubt? Can we talk family this morning? Man, I know you can do this, Jesus. Man, I read Everything that you've done, I see who you are in their life, in his life, in her life, the miracles that you've performed. But man, I don't know about me. I don't know about me. It's not your fault, Jesus. It's all me. 
it's all me. But Jesus says today, be restored. Be restored today. Your faith is enough. Your faith is enough. So he gave Sarah a baby at her old age. And because this happened, multitudes and multitudes and multitudes came to be. That's my God. That is who he is. That's who she is. That's who he is. We're not going to change things up now. (laughs) That's who he is. And it was Jesus that told Lazarus, his buddy, right, his friend, after being dead for too long, we would say, "Ah, okay, three days, I think it's over. Nothing's going to happen. After three days, he said, no, death's not going to hold this guy, right? It is not finished. It's not over. And so he went and he healed that man, Lazarus. He says things like this. Go ahead, come on out. Go ahead, come on out. I'm not finished with you yet. Can I say that to you today? Can I speak life over you this Mother's Day as you have given so much life? He's not finished with you. This will not end in death. It might feel like it, but I am telling you today, Jesus is calling you out. He says, come on, come out of that darkness. Let's walk with me. I am the light of the world if you forgot. He gave Sarah life in her womb. He called Lazarus out of the grave. And this is the deal. Jesus. Man, I love this. Jesus, when it was his turn, spoke not a word when he was mocked. When they would question if he was the son of God. When they would question all of these things that could have got him off a cross. He's like, I'll be quiet. I'll be still for a little while. I'll let you do what you need to do so that my father can do what he's going to do. And so in the quiet of who he was, when it looked like it was done, on his way to the cross, on the cross, As he took the time to spend with the men to his left and to his right, he waited until the moment that he would share three words It is finished. And I'm going to tell you today, there is nobody else that has the right to say that over you except the man that died for you. So if they didn't die for you, walk right past the couch. If they didn't die for you, do not play into what they are saying to you. If they did not die for you, you turn around and say, this is not over. Because it was Jesus that said it is finished. And when he said it was finished, he canceled death over your life. He canceled sickness. He canceled those, those sentences that people have spoken too long over you. It is finished. That's Jesus. Nobody else. Nobody else can speak life over you except the one who has given you life because he died. Because the reality is he's alive today. He is still the light of the world. Did you hear me? I said he's still the light of the world today. Walk with him 
and you will never walk in darkness. I'm tired of what this world has to offer me. I'm tired of the fear. I'm tired of the doubt. I'm tired of the lies. I am tired of stopping when I need to keep walking and just say, Jesus, what do you think? What do you have to say about this? And unless it's Jesus that's saying it is finished, keep walking. Keep walking. Because the plans that he has for you are the plans he still has for you. The promises that he has spoken over you, yeah, are still the same promises that he will fulfill in your life. I don't care what people have said about your kids. I don't care what things look like. I don't care the title that people have given you to wear. It is only Jesus and nobody else that has the right to speak over you. And today he speaks life. Brian, would you come? Today he speaks life. And so it's time. Are you ready? It's time to forget what he said. It's time to forget what she said. It's time to stop being sidetracked by your own doubts. It's time to stop stopping for anybody that hasn't died for you. Did you die for me? Last time I checked, that's not true. It was only Jesus. Nobody else. It's time to dare to tear the door down if you have to to get to Jesus. And guess what? Sometimes that just looks like touching the hem of his garment. He's like, it's me, and that's all it takes. That's me, and that's all it takes. I dare you to take the hinges off the door if you have to. You know what? I, one thing I found being a mom is this. You have to fight a little harder for the things you'd like to do. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. 